Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twist Turns and One-Liners. Uh, this week we're taking a look at Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and sort of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, we're really talking about two movies this week. Yeah, I kind of cheated a little bit, but I don't feel so bad about it because the first one isn't too long. Yeah, and I watched them back to back, so it was kind of just like one whole big movie. Yep. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I picked these ones. I picked this one, Don specifically. I don't know. I just it's one I really enjoy. I think it's it's funny because it's I think for me part of why I like it so much is because it's it does the whole it does it all very convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel so out there that like you know, I mean, obviously, it's kind of a, it's kind of on borders on fantasy, but like, it's believable without being realistic, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, 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 also, I really like the original Planet of the Apes, which I think I we had when we were talking, we were talking off of the podcast last time, but um. Oh yeah, I didn't know it was a reboot. Yeah, and it's actually the third, like, go at it. So there's the original, like, I don't know how many there are. I'm mm-hmm. always really familiar with the first one, and I saw parts of mm-hmm. another one. But and then there's one in the early 2000s with Mark Wahlberg mm. that was supposed to be kind of a reboot, but it kind of bombed. Mm. And well, then... This which, one was the one. Right, and that one, the the reboot with Mark Wahlberg was very much the same vain as much closer to the first one in terms of the story whereas this is like the origin story of the whole thing right in in the original spoiler alert but they it's these people on a trip to mars and they get lost they crash land on a planet but they don't know where they are okay and then it ends up being dominated by you know eight people okay and but at the after all is said and done, they find out that they actually crash landed back on Earth, like thousands of years in the future. Oh. Because he, they're riding along the beach and they see the Statue of Liberty buried in the sand. Yeah. So then they freak out. So this is like, this is kind of the origin story of the original without it, without it actually being tied to the original. Although there's nods to kind of the story of the original in it, but interesting. But like in the in the first one, I think there's a new story about a manned mission to Mars. I don't remember what the name of the ship is, but like in one of the news stories, they're talking about a manned mission to Mars. And then at the in the like credit beginning credit roll of this one, or at the end, it might be at the end of the other one, they say that the ship has gone missing, like a lot got lost in space. Okay. So I think the I think the nod is supposed to be that's the ship that crash lands in I the future. See. Okay. Okay. But anyway. Um. Yeah, it seems like these movies have done pretty well. They're making a fourth one. Did, yep. you, did you know that? Yep. It's about uh, Caesar's kid, not the not the older one in this one, the but the one baby. that's just born, the baby. Yep. Yeah. No, that was. I mean, it's like seven years later. I mean, I know COVID probably stunted it, but it's like. These all came out like three years apart and then mm-hmm. just seven years. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's I think that this is such a like 
bizarre plot for a movie. Like it's it's not a bad plot by any means, but sometimes you just wonder like who was like just sitting down one day and they were like, I wanna write a movie with some apes on horses who take over mm-hmm. the world. Like my, it just is kind of weird. My guess is it comes from the like the original, right? Where like how did they get there? Like how did they how did it get to that point? And then I think how did what get to what point? like the the original movie. Like how did it get to be where apes are ruling everything, humans can't talk. Yeah, sure. And sure, all sure. this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess just since I haven't seen the original, mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Um, but there's just some points where, like, you have to laugh because it's almost like kind of ridiculous in like a in a, like a fun way. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the first one, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, when you first see the um one of the what's the technical term, ape or chimp, or I can say both. You can say both. Um, you see like the, the chimpanzee come in on the horse out of like the fog. Like I just laughed cause I was like, what in the fuck is mm-hmm. happening? But then I was with my two friends who were watching it and they like, they're both like, oh shit. Like, here we go. So yeah, I don't know. It was, it was good. I actually hot take liked the first one better. Mm-hmm. Um, two, they're two completely different movies, completely yeah. different vibes. I don't like a, I don't really like like a deadly disease survival mode movie or apocalypse, which is mm-hmm. kind of like how it is in the second one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you see it building in the first one for sure, but I like that it's like a smaller story mm-hmm. in the first one. I like that um, James Franco's character is just trying to find a cure for his dad, and that's why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Like I liked. That like small story elements, mm-hmm. um, but I did like in the second movie. Well, you kind of see it in the first one, but I liked seeing all the apes together mm-hmm. and like their like community that they've built. Like right. that was cool, and then to see them like fight each other. But there was, I thought for sure by the end of the first one. Okay, we're just going to skip to the end real quick of the first one. Cause yeah, we can jump around. It so. doesn't really matter since we're technically talking about the second one. But you had said, I was like, oh, that's with James Franco. And you were like, yeah, the first one. And I was like, oh, he's not in the second one. You were like, oh, well, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. he's not in the second one. And I was like, oh, did he die? So here I am at the end of the first oh, waiting movie. Waiting for him to die. Waiting for him to die. And like he goes at one point into like the forest mm-hmm. with or woods with I think he goes without that the girl. Yeah, when he's chasing after. She distracts the the cops. So yes. So he goes and then so he's by himself and he's looking for Caesar and then um He kinda gets jumped. Jumped by all the other apes. So here I'm expecting them to just like rip him to shreds. Mm-hmm. Right? And just he's dead. And I didn't know how I just that would have been a bum ending. Yeah. But I just couldn't. I was like, when is this happening? And then, um, you know, he obviously, Caesar obviously chooses to stay. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's implied that, like. He died sorry. from the virus. Yeah. Yep. How boring. Like, yeah. I'm wondering if James Franco just was like, I don't want to come back. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's part of it. And at the same time, I think the, I think the, the focus is always supposed to be Caesar. 
Like it is, mm-hmm. this is Caesar's mm-hmm. story. So like at that point, at that point when he's you know the whole Caesar is home thing, like he's he's he moved really, on. Yeah. He's moved on from yeah. James Franco. But it would have been cool to see like James Franco's character like with like living in that where all the humans were living, and then they just like come face to face at one point, and it's like <gasps> it's like um I just watched this, so it's making me think of it. But it's it's similar to like in Jurassic World. Like, Chris Pratt has that bond with the raptor blue. blue. Yeah. It's, like, the same thing. And then, like, we see in all the movies them, like, like they always have that bond because mm-hmm. he, like, raised him. Mm-hmm. So that would have been cool. But, you know, James Franco is probably off doing cooler things. Yeah, I think, um, I think too, when it comes to... I don't think the, the relationship between the humans and the apes is a little... becomes a little different, too. When you have people who are there to know exactly what's going on, I, I think the point is no one's there that knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. The only people that lived have no idea what was going on. Yeah, and they just happen to be, you know, immune, genetically immune, or however they said it. Yeah. So I mean, without like, I think if anyone's there from the beginning that was familiar with it, like you don't have that like that like state of fear that they all get into over yeah. like, oh shit, they're they're here they know where we are or what what do we do sort of thing yeah fair um another thing i was wondering is in the first movie in like the first scene when you know he's giving the presentation mm-hmm. um and i guess that would be caesar's mom yep bright eyes which is a yep. hint it's a that's a callback to the og it's what they called the one of the hum- the main character the human character they called them bright eyes okay yeah fun fact <laughs> Good to know. Um, what were they trying to do when they opened her cage? I think they were just going to, my guess is they were either A, going to be running another test, or B, doing a demonstration. Because, like, I know they explained later that, like, she freaked out because she was, like, protecting her baby. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just didn't understand they they had, like, shown a few shots before that, I'm pretty sure, where, like, the monkey was showing, like, defense. Like, it was, like, you know, getting... It was clearly irritable mm-hmm. and, like, did not want to be mm-hmm. touched at that moment. And then they just, like... I, I thought they were trying to give it something. And then they were, like, trying to get it to take it. And then it just, like, flipped its shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was just confused, like, what they were doing. And if they knew it had a baby they, i don't think they did oh yeah i think the whole thing is that i they thought didn't. the one guy knew and that's i i think he only knew because he found out cleaning out the cages i think i well, don't think they knew ahead tough. of time yeah <laughs> yeah and then they shot it but you know mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck is the start of this movie <laughs> starting off on a sad note yeah i think the the point the point there is just to hammer home right away that the that company doesn't care about what they were doing to right the, the apes yeah can we just talk about though like probably breaking so many rules stealing that <laughs> alzheimer yeah cure medication thingy yep, for sure um uh, we, we were talking about like when we're watching it like how is there not better security yeah i know they trust their well, doctors yeah. but it's like you'd think on the way out they almost have to go through like a scanner or something yeah i think i, th- I think there'd be a couple things at play um, one thing, there was a lot of chaos going on around mm-hmm. that project and they weren't, they weren't actively pursuing it. 
for a little while they were like i think they were in the process of shutting it all down yeah and i think james franco's character was pretty high on the food chain so, yeah that was the vibe. i mean he was given the presentation that right. was giving me the vibe that he, he was, was and like he was the head of the project but top dog so it's his stuff <laughs> is what he was thinking but um before not that i'll forget but um the director of this one and i think the the next one after this one is uh matt reeves he did um he did uh the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. T still have not seen that because it's three hours and I don't want to sit through it for three hours. It's a good one. Even though I do love Robert Pattinson. It's a good one. Maybe you should put it on. I could. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if there was There's definitely more I wanted to say about this movie. I just forgot. Um Okay. I... Here are a few thoughts. Mm-hmm. Some of these humans, man, were pissing yeah. me off, okay? Like, the core, like, three, um, I don't know their character names, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, they, they were chilling, but then, like, some of these other people are just so stupid, and I do think, I'm assuming they set this movie up in the way where you are on, like, the ape's side. It seems like that. You're... You're rooting for the good people, like so. You're Malcolm and Caesar. You're rooting for them. Yeah. And then you you're also rooting against a little bit of Gary Oldman. I mean, he's not so evil. You can right. understand. You understand his actions. And then there's Koba, which you under you can understand his actions too. Right. Like everyone is. It's 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 weird where everyone is pretty justified in their actions. The leadership and the main yeah. characters. Other than the one stupid guy that shot the the ape at the beginning, yeah, like that guy. Eat. Why they keep bringing him along makes right. no sense to me. Right. Like, no, that guy was so stupid. Like he literally like is the one that almost fucked everything up, and you continue to bring him with. Just yeah, bring a different guy. Right? Was <laughs> or, he the same guy that ended up getting shot later by the monkey? Yeah, yeah. Koba came down and, and that was crazy. Him. Well, he yanked him out of the yanked him out of the car and then started beating the crap out of him. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What part are you talking Sorry. about? Sorry. I'm talking about the part... I don't think it was the same guy. We're talking about... I'm talking about the part where... I don't know if it's... Oh, it's when he stole... When he took the guns. Yeah. When yeah. they're, like, sitting there and they and were he's shooting. Jo- he's joking around. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Koba was... shoots him. That's, those are just, like, two kind of But that of was Koba. It was Koba, yeah. Was he pretending to be stupid? Yeah, yeah. Because he knew they were eating it up. Honestly, though, that was... That was crazy. I think that's when the movie like took a turn because I was just like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, was it okay? So at the end, uh, Gary Oldman's character, like you know, he I'm saving the human race, yeah. and he calls the military. Yeah, they they were able to get a hold of like a military base. I'm to, pretty sure it's for the military what? to kill the apes to come provide backup. Yeah. Okay. Like, and I guess it's like the thought process is like, oh, we, they're a threat, so we want to kill them. Mm -hmm. But like, the fact that you had like that, like they've witnessed that like they can communicate with the apes. So it's like, what? (laughs) I think it's, I think it's one of those things where it's, it's a couple of things, right? One thing, literally days earlier, they find out that some of them can talk. 
And in that time, they're having to figure out if they can try to communicate with him, which they send Malcolm up to do his thing. But while he's gone, like, you know, the the Koba comes down a couple times. Right. During while they're doing the stuff up at the dam, kills the dudes. Yeah. And then Koba gets them all to just charge into the city. I think at that point the humans are like, fuck this shit. We're just gonna like <laughs> we, we gotta kill these guys. I guess. It just felt like there was a lot of apes, so it's like you're probably not gonna kill them all before they kill some of you. Which was well, whole right. like Caesar's whole thought process right, exactly. was like yep. we're not gonna attack because apes how many, will die. Yeah, how many apes are gonna die if we wanna yeah. Caesar king shit. Okay. Yeah. Period leader. I was really we we're okay, we were talking about how it's hard to tell who's who with the apes. There's like there's like four of them, maybe four of them, five of them tops that you can tell who they right. are. I mean you could tell with the what it was it, an orangutan? Yep. Um Maurice, I think. Maurice, yeah. Like that you one you can clearly tell. But yeah. like sometimes I would and I could tell the sun because he had the scars. Right. But like other than that, like it was kinda hard to tell. Yeah. I think I think the easiest ones are obviously Caesar. He's obvious. Uh Koba, obviously, he's a really easy one to tell. Maurice the orangutan, his son, yeah. uh, what's his son's name? Isn't it Blue Eyes or something like that? Yeah, Blue Eyes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Cornelia, his wife, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Rocket. He's like the he's like the gray one that was kind of head honcho at the zoo in the first one. Yes. Yep. 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 Okay. But the thing is, is the the scene where Caesar gets shot by Koba, mm-hmm. um, me and Abby were watching, and I was like, we "We're, I guess, because we weren't watching with people who know the movie or who were like, I guess, following it better than we were. We both kind of like didn't really react, but it was it was you could tell that it was clearly someone important because of the way they set it up, where it was like." Mm-hmm. A very subtle takeout. But we're sitting there like, was that Caesar? No, it wasn't. Was that Caesar? Like, not sure if he was the one who just mm-hmm. got dropped. But it would make We thought maybe it was his son at first. Like, yeah. Um, but then, like, you know, of course, when everyone's reacting. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, looking back, I think that was my favorite scene. Because even though it's sad, I just really loved, like... I don't know. I just really liked it. I liked the way it was shot. I liked well, the right. visual effects of like it's all... that ultimate betrayal moment too. And then he gets everybody fired up. Yeah, and, and like I loved, I loved the whole like tree community thingy. <laughs> like that just looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really, I just loved like the set, if you want to call it that. But mm-hmm. I know that it's all like visual effects. Well, I mean, it's still, yeah. But yeah, so like the set. And then mm-hmm. I just, like, no dialogue. Like, just so good. So powerful. So, anyway. Then, of course, like, shit hits the fan. But then he's not dead? Like, no one fucking checked? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they y'all. Koba didn't really give them time. He's I like, guess. they just shot Caesar. We gotta go fuck him up. And like, yeah. yeah, we gotta go fuck him up. And then they go try to fuck him up. Yeah, I mean, like, why would you listen to Koba, dude? Like... He has proved to be a problem, y'all. <laughs> yeah. They're not the smartest in this movie on either side, yeah. humans or apes. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, and like a big a big part of it, right, is trust, like them trying to trust each other. 
but it's impossible to trust anybody when you got fuckheads right next to you. Fuckheads. Yeah, I mean, Koba's the fuckhead <laughs> of the apes, and then that one dude is the fuckhead of the humans. Yeah. He's fucking everything up. There's, there's, we've talked about this several times, but I'm going to bring it up again, how when you watch a movie, it feels like it's not as original because you've seen so many movies. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of the, again, one of those things where there's always like the people trying to solve the problem mm-hmm. and then another group of people trying to do what the they also think is yeah. right and then coming into conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand like people listening are probably like, yeah, that's how fucking plot works. Like you got to have like problems to solve, mm-hmm. but it, it's just so frustrating to watch. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I wish they could mix it up somehow, but it's probably hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do that. It's hard to have, like it's not inter- it's not yeah it's not interesting to watch like people just you know fl- seamlessly get through uh, something that they're working on mm-hmm. i will there's exceptions to that and those are like the power moments in movies where you realize just how either strong or capable a character is like on either on an introduction or return where like the the stuff that was causing them problems before is super simple. Like if they do it in superhero movies a lot, Mm -hmm. like where like the first time they fight the bad guy, they struggle and maybe they lose. Yeah. And then when they come back and they come back later and the things that were really hard at the beginning are now really easy. Right. So, but those scenes are usually pretty fast. They don't, they don't, they aren't stretched out very long. Right. Right. So like kind of like here or like with this movie, like I think if like if they if the apes go up, they fix the dam, they head back down, then there's no reason for there to be conflict. Yeah. So like if basically if Koba's not in the picture, they even if that other the human fuckhead is still in the picture, if yeah. Koba's not in the picture, they still get it done. Yeah, for sure. It, it's I kept saying like Caesar was like Gandhi. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I think the whole thing with the whole thing with Caesar is he's supposed to be there, like he's kind of supposed to be there, like Jesus, right? Maybe that's a better yeah. comparison. But there's like there's got to be an example of like a like I I literally just can't think of one where there's like they're both like understandable in their way, like the two leaders. I guess person who wants to be a leader and the actual leader, they like they're not their thought process isn't like it's it's wrong. They, they want the same result, but they the have way different they ways of get getting there. there. Yes, yes. But I can't think of an example because like I just literally can't think of any other example. Because like in a movie, or yeah, like in life in general, just like anything. The <laughs> the only thing I can think of, and this is going to sound really dumb, so I almost don't want to say it, but like. Even with like this, like this civil rights movement, mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that like, at least what I was taught in history class is like Martin Luther King Jr. was like, the peace, peace, peace. It's crude and way then, to say like, it, but Malcolm X still wanted like you know equality, but like mm-hmm. wanted to be more like, I guess like forceful with the protest, not like as as peaceful. But then I've also heard rebuttal that like Martin Luther King started towards the end of his run before he died to get more like uh, he wanted to get more. I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. But 
it's kind of one of those examples where like they both were making progress and wanted the same thing, but like had different ways of doing it. And Mm -hmm. they're not in that scenario. They're both, they're not really wrong because like you could argue for both, but in this scenario, like they weren't wrong until Koba tries to take out Caesar. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's what Koba is doing. Koba is doing what, I mean, he's kind of doing what, uh, Okay, so it's I keep for some reason I keep wanting to compare Koba with Gary Oldman's character, but I don't think they're really comparable because it's a totally different thing that's happening. But I think the the thing with Koba is he it's obviously he only sees the bad in people because he only ever saw the bad in people. That's the whole thing. Yeah. But um he always stops himself short of like he cherry picks little things and then he amplifies those. Right. And that's, I mean, that's something that a lot of people do nowadays just with everything. Right. They pick the, they pick the one thing that went wrong or the one thing that could go wrong. And then they just like make sure everyone's focused on that and mm-hmm. not any of the other stuff that could potentially be a perfectly good solution. Yeah. But, um, Cherry pick it. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's for sure. Um, something and uh, something. Uh, thinking about about the original again, too is I I think and I could be misspeaking here, but I'm pretty sure in the original. I don't remember if if they referenced him as Caesar. Is his name is Caesar or not? I think so, but I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there was like the the ape, like the like, you know the the one that isn't living anymore that lived a long time ago that everybody yeah. like. I don't I don't know as if they necessarily worshipped him, but he was def, def, blah, 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 definitely like kind of like the Jesus figure yeah. of their civilization. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's kind of what we what we're seeing. And I'm not as familiar with War of the Planet of the Apes. As a third one? Yes. But I do know that spoiler alert, Caesar kicks the bucket by the <gasps> end of it. But it's Wait, what? It's a, it's, it's the whole, the whole. No, I'm not mad that you spoiled it. I'm just like, like that sucks. All, well, right, but the whole point of these three movies is his like whole life, basically. Damn. I mean, he's a, he's an, he's still an ape. Probably old. He's, yeah, he gets old, right? <laughs> yeah. So like by Caesar kicks the bucket. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think. He's Does probably. Someone... Wait, are we ready for this? Does someone red rum? <laughs> red rum him? I'm trying to think what happens. I think it's one of those things where he just kind of finally succumbs to some injuries, and I don't think it's like an outright killing. Okay. I think it's one of those things like he's kind of an old man. He's <clears throat> taken a lot of beatings, and this is kind of just, you know, the yeah the one that the f- finally gets takes- to him. Damn. I think. Again, I'm 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 sorry. Second the guessing phrase myself. the phrase kicks the bucket just like gets me every time. <laughs> Let me. It's just such a funny. It's it's horrible, but it's it, like a it weird. It just is a weird phrase. Um, what's the what's the origin? For I'm that? scared of the origin because I, I have a. <laughs> Colton's nodding. I have a suspicion that it's something that is very very sad. Yeah. But if we don't look at it like that, it's a weird phrase. Yeah, I mean that. I, I I'm pretty sure what we're thinking is what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. That's what but I figured. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he didn't do that. He didn't kick the bucket. <laughs> not, yeah, not, <laughs> not in literally. Literal, in a literal sense, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think 
by no means like for sure i like the second one better i like the first one second and the third one third uh not that it's bad by any means but it's just a little it's rare that people like the second in a tri- like in a series or let me rephrase it's weird that people it's rare that people like one other than the first one as their favorite in a series jesus yeah it's it's one of those things because it's one of those things where like they always feel like they have to outdo themselves and oftentimes they go too far in one direction or another. Yeah, and they And ruin then they kind of lose they kind of go away from what made the first one better. Yeah. But I think I think the problem is just trying to franchise fucking everything. Yes. One other series where the sequels are better than the first one is High School Musical. <laughs> but that's the only other example I have. I don't really have any other ones that I'm like, "Oh, that's not true." Twilight Okay. The later ones are better than the first one. The first one sucks, except Brittany really likes the first one. It's just a completely different kind of movie. The first one? Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um. Anyway, uh, I had a thought about... Oh. Uh, shit. Um, what was it? Wait, no. Oh, I wanted to talk about um Tom Felton. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Why can't he be a good character in any of the movies that I see? I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot, but he's really good at playing a yeah. dickbag yeah. character. But um, what was the purpose of that like place that they were running? Like, it's it's yeah. This isn't the first one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I think it's supposed to be kind of like a sanctuary. Like, but like it obviously wasn't. So was there like another reason they had all the apes there? I would imagine they're uh well obviously they had a their connection with what was the name of the company? Whatever the name of the company was. Obviously that, like, they had James a, Franco worked yeah, at? they had an agreement to where they were giving apes back and forth. Oh. But I don't know I don't know. I think I think it's 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 fronted as a as a sanctuary, right? But clearly they're, you know, doing some I mean, the guy was able to be bribed. I think that's the whole point is that like they're taking money from that place to give them access to these chimps. Yeah. But so do you think like the re- Okay, so Caesar was ob- along with all the other apes were obviously being mistreated. Mhm. And you know, I was going to ask, like, why would Caesar, like, not just leave? And it's like, okay, clearly he has some sort of, like, duty to his ape community to, like, save them. I think, yeah, I think uh, the the initial push was, or the initial reasoning was he felt abandoned. And then he found purpose. Yeah. Okay. So, do you think as he was rescuing all of them and he got them all out and they were they escaped... And then they were getting apes from, like, the zoo and, mm-hmm. like, other places. It seemed like the, like, what was the plan there to, like, just leave and go in the woods? Or was the plan to, like, take over and control the humans? Oh, it was, it was just to get to the woods. Okay. So, because Caesar didn't want to fuck with the humans. Yeah, he just wanted to get to the redwoods. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously the humans don't know that. But, like, I can't remember. Did the apes only start, like, fighting the humans when the humans were fighting them, right? Yeah. I believe so. Other than when they went and destroyed the lab, they 
I think well, they were that makes sense. They weren't too sympathetic <laughs> there either. Yeah. But um there was that part where like one of I think it's like an animal control car tries to like take one of the apes and then they all just surround the van. <laughs> like they're 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 really like no man left behind or mm-hmm. no ape left behind, I should say. Right. That was cool. We love unity in a in a group. Unity, loyalty, defense of the other one, which is like we were talking about too in the second one. It was really cute how they had on the they showed in the beginning in the community they had like ape shall not kill ape or mm-hmm. so, like they yeah, had a bunch like, of teachings like, on the wall. Basically, their ten commandments. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Oh, that was my thought earlier. So, have you seen the? I don't think we've talked about this on here, but maybe we have. Have you seen the movie The Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. First one, at least. Okay. Have you ever heard the theory that, like, that's, like, God? Or, like, it's based on religion? Yeah, God, yeah. It, Delete the God part. Yeah. Like, how the lion is uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. and how he, like, dies and he comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of movies are like that. Yeah. There's like the hero where he dies and comes back to life. Literally, he does in the second one. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. They're all just ripping off of yeah. religion. I mean, it's Christianity. A, it's a, well, actually, a tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. I was just making sure I was right about the ending of the third movie. So he does die? Yeah, yeah. He like gets everybody out and they get to like the safe place. And then he is. Um, the orangutan sees that he's wounded and then he's like bummer no marie they leave him behind no 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 they're 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 at their destination and they they made it there they made it to the like this oasis this like safe place they travel along a okay. long ways like i think to get there and okay. then they get there and then maurice is like oh make sure your son knows who you were i'll make sure everybody knows who Aww. you were because yeah, he sees so and he dies and the movie's done. That's fucking sad. Yeah. I don't like, it spices it up, but I don't like movies where the main character dies because like, what am I watching then? Like, I'm rooting for them and then they just die. Yeah, but, but also, they, they he completed, lived a full life, yeah, so yeah. I get it. And they completed everything they meant to complete. And, I mean, and there's a huge, there's a, I'm not going to get into it because there's more spoilers, but there's a big arc in this movie where he goes through like his own kind of, even further kind of transformation emotionally. Yeah. It also does feel like, though, like, if you end a character, like a main character, in, like, a happy place at the end of a movie, they could always... Find themselves into more trouble. Yeah, like, bring him back and have another conflict. So it's like, okay... There's a little bit more finality At least if they die, the story's done. Yeah. But also, it's not a. I mean, I guess it's not a terrible ending, right? But it's not necessarily a happy ending, right? So you can't really win. Yeah, I think it's one of those. I think it's. Excuse me. I think it's one of those things where it's, um, like with that in particular, it's you know things are looking up, like good things on the horizon. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I don't know, it's one of those things where, for me, 
you got to do what makes sense. There's very few movies where the main character can continue to keep getting away with the crazy shit that yeah. they're doing. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's, for a cu- sure. there's only right. a, a few movies where that's, where that's fun. Is this all, like, CGI? Well, majority. Like, it's... Like... There's no, the like, apes. actors at all talking to each other? Well, no, they're doing motion capture. Like Avatar? Kind of like Avatar, yeah. Where they're, like... So, like, there's a guy with dots on his face... Yeah. ...doing all Caesar shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Got it. Andy Serkis, he's like the OG. I didn't, I thought when there was an actor, I thought that literally was just like the voice, which is why in the first movie I was really confused when I saw like cast and someone was for Caesar because he only says like one line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So the guy that did his voice and did all the motion capture for him did, uh, I know you haven't seen them, but he did uh, Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Okay. And that was like revolutionary tech at the time. And then this was, like, kind of, like, another leap forward. But so, like, in this picture that I'm looking at, where it's James Franco and Caesar, like, having their hands, you know, like, on each other's shoulders, mm-hmm. is that a real person acting with James Franco, and then they just edit the other guy out? I'm sure sometimes it depends. I'm sure uh, um, a lot of times it is, but I'm sure sometimes it isn't. And the easiest way to tell is usually to see how they're interacting with them. If there seems like some firm interaction, there's probably an actor there that's getting yeah that's getting taken out. If it seems like stuff's kind of floaty yeah. or kind of meshy, probably not. There was definitely a scene. Did you notice in the first movie? It's after um, Caesar goes into the neighbor's yard. Um. Not when he attacks a neighbor. That happens later. This is like the first time he yep. like gets out. And he chases him. him out with the bat. Yes. And then they like pick him up and James Franco like carries him to like sit on like a stair, I think, or something or sits on something. And you can see like the way he's holding it. I like could not. I was really trying to focus on that because I was like, is he actually holding something? Like, I don't know. Fuck if I know maybe he holds mm-hmm. a stuffed animal. And he, um, I saw that like. You can, <laughs> you can just see that he's like clearly grabbing something else because it, it there's like a slight space between like his arm and where mm-hmm. he's holding the monkey. So yep. it's like okay, if that was real, you're not providing any support with the hold you're doing. Yep. So that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Can you turn that more? I can't really see that. Yeah. So like I'm showing her pictures of the. Oh. If you uh, Google Andy Circus Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And then go to images. That is terrifying. There's just a few stills. Basically, they have the camera pointing back at them with the dots on their face to track the motion. And it gets progressively Dang. more advanced the further the movies go. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And <laughs> the faces he's making. So, yeah, it's. Oh. Yep. That's really interesting. So they have. We were talking about solid that. Reference. Yeah, like if it's a real. If it's a person. We went, this is stupid to say, but like we did, I considered, I don't want to speak for Abby and Emma because they might listen to this and be like, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> but um, I was like, is this just like crazy, like special effects? <laughs> like, not that like the bodies would be real, but I thought maybe they put like special effects makeup on like a real person's face mm-hmm. so that the movement would make sense. But I guess they don't even need to do that because they can track their yeah. face movement well, else. 
elsewhere? I think else, th- another way. I think the the thing to pay or something that like I was kind of watching or looking out for a little bit more with Dawn. It, it wasn't as I mean, it was still happening in Rise for sure, but I think it was a little more obvious in Dawn. You can s- tell for sure the shots that they wanted to make sure looked perfect Mm -hmm. because like because there's a little inconsistencies with how good stuff looks like those really tight like headshots of like caesar and coba Mm -hmm. like some of them look just absolutely amazing like the very first shot of the movie when we're zoomed in on his eyes yeah he's painted that's the same thing with the last shot of the movie we're zoomed in on his eyes like those really close shots the like there's certain shots with certain lighting that just look absolutely amazing. And then there's other parts where you know they don't have to have the detail is fine because they're right. smaller in frame and all this stuff. Right. But one thing that was consistent to me that was consistently amazing in Dawn and Rise too is Maurice, the orangutan. Mm-hmm. He looked the most convincing out of all of them yeah. consistently throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Pretty crazy. No, he was. Very talented people working on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, he was really good. He just made me think of, um, I know it's different, but he reminded me of Rafiki mm-hmm. from The Lion King. But The Lion King, that's a baboon. Mm-hmm. Some sort of baboon, yeah. So it's different, I think. Yeah. But they had like the same energy, like this like kind of like older figure that's like doling out wisdom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. But, uh, but yeah, I think in terms of everything else though, like. Basically, by talking about most of the stuff that we talked about, it kind of hits the main the main parts because it it's a little bit it's a little cyclical in this movie, right? Where they kind of the the problems are problems are just kind of repeating. They keep repeating themselves, but they escalate to larger problems each time it happens. Yeah. So, like a small mistake, a little bit of an outburst, uh, same mistake but slightly bigger, a little bigger outburst, huge mistake, huge outburst. <laughs> And it's yeah. I mean, and really, at the end of the end of the end of it with this particular movie, it all revolves around guns, right? Because the first problem is the dude shooting the monkey. Second problem is him sneaking a gun in when they told him yeah. they were going to bring guns. And then the third problem is Koba uh, framing people right. for shooting Caesar. But, but I mean, you know, if they didn't shoot the apes in the first place, they wouldn't have been so quick to believe Koba. It's the human's fault. Yeah. Yeah. That that's why I think that this movie sets you up to be it's on the side of the apes. Yeah. I think it's I, I like I think I said at the beginning it's the it, it's they make it pretty clear who's the good guy, who are the good guys and good apes and who are the bad guys and bad apes. Yes. Right like pretty much right away. That also reminds me like similarly I I I will say like in the first one I really liked the all the stuff on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Like the battle between the apes and the humans, like the the death of the guy who ran the lab, yep, um, or one of the higher ups, yep. Like when he's like, "Help me, save help me, me save yeah. me!" And was that that wasn't Caesar? C- Caesar was saw him, and then he basically let Koba be the one to kill him. Yeah, yeah. But like that was a lot more intense and epic to me than like the battle between Caesar and Koba. In the second movie, like it, we I think we talked about this how like in like the Jurassic movies again, like there's only so many ways you can watch two dinosaurs fight, right? And it's the kind of the same thing where like this, like there's only so many ways you can watch yep. two apes fight. 
which granted that hasn't happened yet in this little to reboot that, series to that like to that uh extent yes the consequence to that like finality like it never ends in someone killing them. It ends in one of them being like, oh, shit, okay, you're better than yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was pretty epic, like, you know, the way he dies. and Like, it was good, but I just, I preferred the ending of the first one. Like, the yeah, I think the fight itself was kind of just, was kind of whatever. I mean, it was cool, to, it was cool, but the main thing is just the very end of it, right? Where he's like, you aren't a, you, like, you're no ape, screw you. And, <laughs> and another spoiler alert he, that's like a thing that like like uh weighs on him like emotionally mentally into the next movie mm. it's not something that he like takes lightly caesar yeah yeah that makes sense because he's a kind soul man right. he's jesus yeah <laughs> jesus would never do that and not feel bad about it right yeah no i'd say overall like I feel like we've hit on everything like I wanted to talk about. Um, I'd say overall, visual effects were great. I saw they were nominated for an Oscar, or they won an Oscar. One of those. Um, nominated we- for one Oscar, but they had 17 wins and 48 nominations total throughout all potential awards. Okay. So, um, I think they got nominated for best visual effects. Deserved. Great visual effects. Fantastic. I... I'm glad we watched both so that we had more to talk about, but I am going to stick with the first one, liking the first one better. I don't care enough to watch the third. Maybe I will before the fourth one comes out. I just felt like I'm not... It wasn't bad. It's just not necessarily like my favorite type of movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my favorite type of movie is. I'm just realizing how banger of a year this was. 2014. 2015 awards season. So American Sniper, which obviously we've watched. Whiplash, we've watched. Uh, I want to watch Birdman, uh, but I'm probably not going to put it on the list. I'll probably just watch it on my own. Um, But I've heard of it like being very good. Um, This movie, uh, uh, Gone Girl. Uh, what else? There was something else I saw here. A lot of bangers this year. I saw in the, this particular year. I saw the Imitation Game. I've seen that. Yeah, it's there. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Nightcrawler is in there. Nightcrawler is going to be on the list at some point. Inherent Vice. That one didn't do very well, but it's really good. I really <laughs> like that one. Yeah, good year. Good year for movies. <laughs> I think uh, uh, Interstellar as well hit that award season. Jeepers! <laughs> All of our movies. Yeah. Guardians came out that year, or for that, again, that award season. The Lego movie. Jesus. A lot of big hitters. I'm not, I'm going to stop scrolling. Who's, who's the star on the Lego movie? Chris Pratt. Never knew that. When I saw Jurassic World, I was like, who's this actor? I saw Jurassic World in theaters. Who's this actor, Chris Pratt? Never seen him before. Mm-hmm. Saw him in the Lego movie. And he was in Bride Wars. That's not really that important. I'm just, and yeah, he was in I, Parks some, and like, Rec. Yeah, yeah, that was. And his, I haven't like, seen that though. Thing. Yeah, like he was. Uh, I think in it's some, like, funny that I didn't know that. Very small roles in movies I remember, but I'm pretty sure the first like breakout action star movie was Guardians. When did that come out? I think just before Jurassic World. I'm well, there you now. go. Didn't see him in that either. Yeah, the year before. 
But um, something I was going to say that I'm now already forgetting because we kept looking at Chris Pratt or whatever. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Uh, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, so I think I think something about this movie, something about this movie, not, I mean, not that it, it's not old. Just when I compare it to new movies, when I say new movies, I mean, actually, you know what? Next year it'll be fucking, it'll be ten years old next year. So <laughs> it's 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 not by no means is that old, but it's getting up there. Does that make you feel old? And uh, not yet. Um, but what I was gonna say was, um. I think it's a problem that th- there there's a big problem with movies now where they're either a big thing that they're doing clearly doing and everybody knows it and sees it and it's why a lot of like the big action blockbusters are kind of flopping and some like studio animation movies are flopping as well. Well, okay, sorry. Let me split this into two things start with the first blockbuster action movie stuff so they're forcing they're really forcing franchises franchise installments like so like with all the superhero movies all that stuff they're really pushing those like the business side of things is really pushing those movies because historically obviously they've done really well and they continue to do pretty well but like lately with some of the Warner Brothers stuff that's been like all the like the DC stuff the last few years has been flopping mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff at play that's caused that to happen but and that I'm not going to get into but to make a long story short they're sticking to a they're sticking to a formula that was working for some movies yeah. 10 years ago mm-hmm. that everybody's so sick of right, now, right. and they don't want to see that shit anymore. So like a lot of these movies are flopping where like a movie like this, I think not to say that this is this again, this movie was kind of back when that stuff was just starting to become like really prevalent, you know, like the whole phase, the whole phase two Marvel stuff with guardians, a lot of all that stuff coming in. It became, it's become this thing where, you know, they have to, they have to get these, they have to get as many big name people in as much, as much as they can. And now they have to hammer in as much nostalgia as humanly possible. Yeah. They have to make it funny, but also make it serious while it's also action heavy. And it's yeah. just all this crap and it just doesn't make sense. Right. So like, you don't like, you don't see these, you don't see big studio movies that are just like, like, not that this isn't a, like necessarily an original property. Planet of the Apes has been around forever, mm-hmm. but like, just something that can stick, pick a tone and stick with it mm-hmm. all the way through, and just tell a nice, concise story without having to have, you know, some like thing shoved down your throat mm-hmm. from like something that happened, you know, thirty years ago. Right, right. Like uh, specifically in mind that I'm thinking about right now is um, the Flash that came out last weekend that you you guys will be listening to this probably a month after mm-hmm. um but we went and saw the flash and it was pretty it was i liked it it was pretty okay it was good but it's one of the like that movie in particular they like bring back michael keaton's batman and he was batman in the 90s mm-hmm. like I, it makes sense in the movie what why they did it but just all the little things that they sprinkle in there yeah to just like try to hit that nostalgia button the whole mm-hmm. first half of the movie is trying to be a comedy and then the end of the movie is trying to be a drama yeah and it's just it just 
it feels too forced. Do you remember when we watched the what are the what's the first is the Dark Knight the first of the Christian Bale? Uh, Batman Begins. Yeah, Batman Begins. I thought dumb thinking. I thought that was like the first Batman movie. Batman. Yeah, no. But there's, there's is there like, a lot? So there was like way back in the day, there was like the TV show Batman that was kind of more. It was more kind of. It wasn't so dark and brooding and serious. Yeah, and that was Adam West. That was like an old TV show. Okay. What, and then, what? but in the in the, I think it started in the late, I think the late eighties. So before that, they probably just had like animated stuff. No, they had in the. Let me let me get a year for you. Because it's going to be better than me guessing, and it's one of those things that I'll obsess over. So I might as well just look it up because I have IMDb open already. Okay, so Okay, so in the early 90s the um, uh Michael Keaton in okay, it is the late 80s. So in 1989, Michael Keaton played Batman. He played Batman in two movies. I believe he played Batman in two movies. He played in 1989 and one like a couple years later, I'm pretty sure. Okay. If I'm wrong, whatever. Is he like the most notable Batman? It all depends on how Your old age? you were. Because right. I would have said Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. And I I mean, I knew Robert Pattinson was going to be the Batman, but I know that he's not the most notable because that's right. so recent. Right. But that's so, just so funny. So a lot of people, a lot of people say Michael Keaton is Batman. Yeah. Val Kilmer played Batman once. Um and then after him was George Clooney. Oh yeah. And George Clooney I've played Batman for a movie or two. And then there was a break. Okay. And then uh uh Christopher Nolan made his like after a break. Okay. Uh Michael Keaton, I just rewatched Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Never knew that was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Plays the villain. I like don't really know Michael Keaton. I don't think I've seen him in a lot. I did find out that he's in Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah, but I saw Beetlejuice when I was really little. Didn't know that was Winona Ryder until <laughs> later. Yep. Um but he's creepy as fuck in Beetlejuice. Committed to that role. <laughs> yeah. I think they're trying to do some they are. Jenna Ortega's going to be in it, which is so fitting. So Jenna Ortega right now with Wednesday. Right. Did you watch Wednesday? No. It doesn't really seem like your type of show. I mean, I wouldn't like avoid it, it, but there's there's so many shows that like I for sure want to watch that I haven't watched that I would watch before then. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I just haven't been, I haven't been keeping up on TV shows. We have different TV taste, I think. No, it's just, I have such a big backlog already. No, but we do. Like, you're going to prioritize shows like Succession, for example, and I'm going to choose Wednesday. Not that one show is better than the other. Mm. It's just like the type of shows that we're into. I think we would both watch those, but it's what we prioritize. Speaking of shows, just briefly, just I want to put, I want to. 
push something on to you because the season two comes I'm out. I'm still watching Friends, today. Colton. <laughs> Friends is something you can put down and pick back up and not miss a beat. I know, but I'm trying to watch it all. How much you have left? Like five seasons. Jeez, come on. Give it a rest. It's just Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to start more than one show at a time. Well, it's a short show. Short first season six episodes the bear uh it's on fx but it's on hulu okay it's about this uh, this like very very accomplished young chef whose brother dies and he comes home to take over his restaurant okay in new york and it's um it's like a like a drama comedy kind of a dark comedy drama it's okay. <laughs> I think it's listed as comedy, but very good. And season two, okay. season two is on Hulu this week, so check it out. It's pretty all dope. Right, but anyway, right. well, let's finish up our thoughts with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and we can. Yeah, uh, thoughts liked it. Maybe we'll watch the third and the fourth when it comes out. Probably won't rewatch the movies beforehand. Caesar's a great character. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, I think it's it's. I think for me, just to wrap, just to wrap it all in a in a few phrases. I think they're. I think both movies don't waste any time on anything that isn't necessary. It's the, like you know some of these. I think for me, the third one, there were times where it felt like okay, all right, let's keep her moving. Whereas I don't think I had like for sure in this for the dawn for sure I didn't have any feelings and the first one wasn't long enough to ever have that feeling, but um anyway, um yeah I enjoy it. I was going through some of my old stuff at my parents' house the other day and I had the 3D glasses from going to the theater to see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in, in like a case. Cool. It's kind of funny timing. That is. But yeah, that is they, funny. Timing. Like on the on the sides it said Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on them, but sick. Um, we can do our little, uh, segment. So do you have any quotes in mind? Yes, I do. Um, and I'll explain why. Okay. So it's at the, I'm going to steal it from the first movie. Okay. And it's at the end when he says like, please come home. If you come home, I'll protect you. And Caesar just says, Caesar, Caesar is home. home. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. There was... When I was just trying to search this quote, it just said, like, Caesar is home meme. And I can totally see that being a huge meme. But it's giving the same energy as, like, E.T. phone home. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just is, like, and I loved James Franco's reaction to that. It just, like, really propels into the second movie. Mm -hmm. Simplistic, but says a lot about the growth he's done as a character. Snaps all around. Right. I think this this isn't what I would this isn't what I would pick. Um, really, uh, the two that I'm going to say I wouldn't necessarily pick as necessarily their favorite quote, but they're the ones I remember. So in the first movie, I use this. I use the I use the gif from it at work, like often. But it's when when Caesar and Maurice are talking in the sanctuary. Yeah, and he goes, "Why? Like, why are, are they you, signing? Yeah, he's yeah. like, why are you trying to like? Yes, work." with these like why don't you just no he's like why don't you just leave or why are you giving them yeah. a chance or whatever and then he takes the stick and he's like ape together weak and he puts the yeah. sticks together and he says ape together strong and yeah he doesn't break the sticks i use that at work all the time like if i i was like 
if some if I'm struggling with something and I ask some, somebody a question and then they tell me the answer that like gets to work, like I'll say thanks and they'll say like no problem or something like that and then I'll respond with that gif of apes together strong. <laughs> Wait, I was I'm gonna look up that gif. That's so funny. Um, but it my my favorite oh snap moment in Dawn is when during the during the Koba and um Caesar fight at the end when Caesar or when Koba looks at Caesar he's like Caesar is weak and then uh Caesar replies back with uh Koba is weaker. Oh and it's just like a, <laughs> and he kicks his ass. Yeah. But is this it? Yeah yeah. Yep, yep. Ape, <laughs> ape together strong. <laughs> Interesting. But uh Oh wait, look at this. It's so cute. I no think, monkeys hugging. I think in terms of any uh any spin off or kill off, I think these ones are pretty tight. Well I we're, think Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. We're getting we got a spin off and we're getting one. Right. You know? And yep. the whole series is a spin off, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that answers itself. Right. I think if if we're including the first movie, I would probably honestly kill off the interactions with the Eh, maybe not. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the, like the leader of or like the like the boss at the company. Yeah, I was gonna but say him too, but I think eh. his I think his part is important for Koba. Yeah. It's important for us to see for Koba because right. then it's so much clearer that Koba's like been through the ringer. Right, right. Yeah. It's kind of like that kind of cherry on top him like Koba getting to kill him and yeah, stuff, for but. sure. But I'm I'm excited for the, the for next the, one for the next one. I think it comes out next year. Yeah, I you're think, right. 2024. I think 2024. So yeah, that'll okay. be that'll be fun. But okay, so did we decide that I'm putting a movie on now, or you are, and we're keeping six and six? I think we decided that we're going to keep six and six. Okay. So you're putting on one to replace yourself. Yes, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just double up one of the other ones. Ooh, he's going to double up. I think my, unof- my, I'm saying unofficial strategy because I might change it. Um, my strategy for now is going to be if one of my movies get picked, I'm just going to take one of the movies <laughs> I already have and give it another slot sure, until sure. basically until they're all gone, and then yeah. I'll come back in with another okay. six or something. Okay, so before you say yours, yep. Um, I'm just gonna review. Yep. So I have on the board Booksmart, La La Land, Shrek, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and The Wolf of Wall Street, and Brave. And Colton has Leon, Good Time, The Fablemans, Fargo, Good Time, yep. and Good Time's now twice. Yep. And now we're replacing Dawn. Oh, yeah, we had Good Time twice. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to... Good Time again. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to put... Let's put... Ooh. <laughs> um, just because I'm, I'm looking at the wheel and it's right across from the empty space, uh, let's put the Fablemans. We'll put the Fablemans on twice. Again? 
Yeah, I've it, never I, even I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's I don't think they did a lot to promote it when it was coming out, but it like it had an award season's run this last award season. It's a Spielberg movie. Yeah, interesting. I think it's supposed to kind of be autobiographical. I think. I think don't quote me on that. I only kind of know what it's about, and I it's one of those ones where like I don't I know I'm gonna watch it, so I don't need to look. Right, right. Um. But with that being said, we're going to spin. We're going to spin. And I think it, it might be worth noting at this point, um, technically at this point, we're kind of rolling into our th- third season. Yeah. But I think the best route to go is just to go open-ended six, six thing wheel. Since we're, since we'll be able to shift movies in and out a bunch, right. there's really no, I don't think there's any huge reason for us to. Um, kind of have any of these specific milestones. Yeah. But that being said, I think, I think I said that twice. Um, uh, at this point too, I think, obviously we've gotten into a little bit of a groove where we've been kind of just, you know, um, sticking to a pretty similar format. Yeah. And I think it's been working. Yeah. Hopefully people like it. Um, but there are some things that we've been talking about um, doing, so maybe a couple special episodes. I'm not sure if we talked about it on the pod at all. We don't need to at this point, but just keep an eye out for maybe the occasional extra episode. Oh, out. yes. That's right. That's right. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You need this. Yeah. I mean, Emma got to spin last week, so do you want to spin or do you want me to spin? It is up to you. I'll let you spin. Okay. I'll spin. All right. Wait, I might have to stand up. Hold on. Okay. Suspense is killing me. This setup we have is a little tight in here. Yeah, a little bit. No, it's not your fault. I just, I feel too big for the chair. Okay. All right. You good? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Ready? Gave it a pretty good one, I guess. (laughs) We got Fargo. I realized... I realized with the way I was holding it, you can't fully see the word Fargo. So it kind of looks like on the wheel, like... Because it's covering the... Oh, yeah. That's okay. It's like Argo. That's a movie, technically. (laughs) But it's not the movie that it... That's on there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Fargo. Uh, we'll be hitting that for next week. Yeah. So Colton's movie got picked again. I'm so happy about that. See, <laughs> like that's that's the one thing that it's it's uh, potentially more likely. Uh, more likely is not true because the way odds work, it's the odds. Stay, yeah. This the odds will always stay even. They'll never yep. shift in one of our directions. But I think we just got to trust that it'll work out. It'll level out. Do you know, like when you. <laughs> When you really like don't want to do something, it feels like you end up having to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I actively really hope like my movie's gonna get picked, mm-hmm. and it just every time I really want it to get picked, it doesn't get picked. Right, that's what we ran into <laughs> with Nope and stuff last time. Yeah, like, we both really wanted Nope to get picked, and it just wasn't getting picked. But it's like when you're on like a family road trip, and you're like, God, I really want to go to this specific restaurant, and everyone else is like, Fuck mm-hmm. the restaurant, yeah. we're not going there. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Anyway, Fargo should be good. 
I'm excited. Um, no, I'm not. I just lied. But, you know, I'll <laughs> pretend to be excited for the show. Um, okay. So before we go, we'll do our quick uh, social media shout outs. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One Liners. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at TTOLpod. And you can email us at Twist Turns One Liners at gmail.com. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. That should, that should do to, it. <laughs> I was trying to breeze by it at the end because I was showing my frustration on the podcast. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. Next time, Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Bye.